Hi, Rabbi Rashi Simon here from the Western Cape of South Africa with a message for Parshas Vayechi for all my friends at Kesher and beyond. Looking out at the Indian Ocean earlier today, I was reminded of the tragic fate of the Rambam's brother who died in a shipwreck in these waters in 1170, having set sail from Sudan for India. Moses Maimonides and his younger brother David evidently had an arrangement along the lines of the famous pact between the sons of Yaakov Avinu, Yisachar and Zvulun. As Rashi mentions in this week's parasha, the tribe of Zvulun lived on the coast and engaged in commerce while supporting and indeed enabling the Torah prowess of his studious brother Yisachar. In recognition of his indispensable role in facilitating his brother's Torah learning, Zvulun has an equal share in the reward which awaits Yisachar in Olam Haba. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, the great 20th century Torah sage, asks how can it be that Zvulun shares the company of the scholarly Yisachar in the next world when the former devoted his days and nights to business pursuits, acquiring financial means for himself, his family, and his philanthropic endeavors, but never achieving any eminence in Torah wisdom and understanding. How will he be able to appreciate the sublime rewards of the next world if he never mastered the Torah in any meaningful way during his lifetime in this world? It is difficult to accept that Zvulun will be granted as a gift the Torah knowledge of a lifetime without having exerted himself mightily in its acquisition. As it says in Eov, the book of Job, Ki Adam la'amal yulad, which we may render, man is born to strive. Or as my economics professor told us in university, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So how can Zvulun access the wisdom of the Torah without having learned it? In a novel perspective, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky asserts that the exertions in commerce of Zvulun, undertaken in order to support and advance the Torah study of Issachar, are counted as if he had himself labored in the vineyards of Torah. In other words, Zvulun has indeed discharged his obligation to toil in Torah by devoting himself assiduously to his business pursuits so that his brother can achieve the heights of Torah leadership of which he is capable. In this way, we can understand how the patron of Torah and the master of Torah can indeed share an equal portion in the next world. I would like to add, however, a further comment which I heard in the name of Rav Aaron Cutler, the unsurpassed builder of Torah in America and founder of the famous Lakewood Yeshiva. The businessman who generously and unstintingly supports Torah will indeed enjoy the bliss of the next world. But what of the delight of this world of which he is missing out when he fails to study Torah in its depth and its beauty? Who would possibly be willing to forego the study of Torah in this lifetime, bringing as it does the greatest joy and delight to every Jew? May we all merit to study Torah ourselves and to help enable others to do so as well. Have a wonderful Shabbos.